maybe. But anyway, this morning we're going to be talking about a good father. God is a good father. He's a good father. And I know Ashley, she mentioned some of that in her prayer and some of that just talking, but he is. And uh, this, some of the same things she was saying was already stuff inside me to say. You know, that's how the Spirit of God moves. That's how he operates. That's what he does. Because he, you know, he wants you to hear it. He wants you to know that God will rescue you wherever you are. He wants you to know that God is there for you. He is a good father. And, uh, you know, I was blessed by my dad, the way we was raised, and uh, raised in church. Um, you know, the thing is, they didn't always live that way. They wasn't raised in church, but they made a decision when I was just little. I don't even remember it, but they made a decision to follow Christ, gave their heart to him. And so because of that, now my kids, all four of them, are following God, serving God. And it's not because we made them do it. We don't make them do it. They do it because they have that desire, because they know that even though I might not be a good dad at times, I told Jaden I was going to tell some stories, and she's like, no, Dad, no, Dad, so I'm not going to. But even though I might not be a good dad at times, and you might not be a good dad at times, God is. He's a good father to us, and he will rescue you. He will come and help you. Dads have a big responsibility. I know the mom does too, but dads have a big responsibility. A lot of times, you know, you've got kids who... They want to grow up and be like dad. You know, I know we got a picture of Nathan when he was just little. And I don't, how old was he? About four. So I don't remember all these things. That's why moms are good because they remember all the details, all the things, you know, the date whenever they changed his first diaper. And I don't remember none of that. I just like, just get it done. Just do something. But when Nathan was little and, and we were youth pastoring at the time, and I remember you know, after church one time or something, you know, I changed clothes and probably left them in the floor so Tracy could pick them up. And uh, ain't that what we're supposed to do? But Nathan come in the living room, had my Bible, had my tie on, had my shirt on and my pants. He did it all himself. Here he come, a little bitty, and it was all just dragging the ground. What's he want to do? Imitate. When he played toys, he imitated church. He would, he would lay hands on with, I don't know who used Mickey Mouse as the preacher because he had a tie on. I am thankful that we are redeemed from the tie. But he would lay hands on all his little animals, and most of them would fall out on the floor. <laughs> Just the way he played. So we imitate. But guess what? God wants us to imitate him. He says, be imitators of me. Be imitators of me. Be followers of me. But dads have a big responsibility to love, instruct, and discipline their children in the ways of the Lord. It's important to have them in church. It's important to teach them the ways of God. It's important. You see that in Proverbs a lot of times. You see where it, it talks about teaching them the oracles of God or teaching them the things of God so they can grow up in that, so they can be wise children. How many of you want wise children? You know, you don't want to just say, well, I just want dumb kids. Nobody wants dumb kids. Mine's not dumb. Mine's smart. You know, and I'm blessed with them. I'm blessed. Some of them are smarter than I am. But anyway, God desires us to know who he is. 
because he does love us. He loves us, and we, everybody knows this. He loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son for us so that we could have life and have it more abundantly, so we could live. But dads, how many of you know dads are not perfect? <laughs> dads are not perfect. You know, sometimes we're not perfect at getting things done the way it needs to be done. We sometimes mess up, and we have to ask for forgiveness. I've had to ask my kids, you know, I don't know, maybe I got on to them for something that maybe one of them didn't do, but the other one did, and I got on the other one, and I'm like, oh, well, i got to apologize, you know, because I did the wrong thing. And so, but, but we got to do this in the ways of God. Follow God. You know what God says to do to your kids? Whoop them. <laughs> Beat them. The stick, the rod, ain't going to kill them. That's what it says. Anyway, I prayed that God just give me what I needed up here today, so guess what? Maybe some, you know, we need this. That's what's wrong with today, I think, is we've taken that out. We've taken that away. Taken it out of school, taken it out of, out of the home. Maybe you don't believe in it, but I'll tell you what, the Word of God says it, and I, I believe what the Word says. It says to do it, and so I let Tracy do it. So <laughs> she did sometimes. Sometimes I did. But anyway, God is always at his best. Sometimes dads are not at their best, but God's always at his best. He's always at his best. He wants the best for us. He wants the best for our lives. And if you want to turn in Matthew chapter 7, we're going to get in there here in just a minute. But um, I looked up the word father in the Vines Expository Dictionary. See, that makes me sound smart, right? All that big, long word. But the word father, there was three things that I pulled out of that and that we're going we're gonna to talk about this morning just for a few minutes or hour or two. There's three words. One was a nourisher, protector, and upholder. And to me, this is a very good example of who God is to us. And as Ashley said, you know, maybe you didn't have a good dad or father figure or whatever. But look at God. God can be that father to all of us because he is. He's a father to all of us. And so he is a nourisher, a protector, and an upholder. The word nourisher just means to provide with food and other necessary things for life. How many of you know that God does that? God provides for us. We see in the word where he provided, he provided um, you know, the manna from heaven in the Old Testament. He provided the food they needed. We see that he provided um, water and a cake for Elijah when he was sleeping by the brook running from a woman. We see that God provided for him. And he does the same thing today. He can do the same thing today. He's provided for us in our life a lot of times with food. There was times, you know, that, that we paid bills and we didn't have a whole lot for food, but we didn't say a thing. There was one summer, me and Tracy were talking about, there was one summer that um, we didn't buy groceries hardly all that whole summer because people started bringing us food. And we was like, hey, it's God's provision. We didn't tell nobody nothing. But it's God's provision. He will provide for you. He will put that into your life. And it, doesn't, it wasn't just because we were pastoring a church. He'll do it for anybody who will just trust him. Anybody who will just believe him. Anybody who will just trust God. God will provide for you the things you have need of. We're going to see that in the, in the word here in just a minute. But nourisher also means to strengthen, to build up, and to encourage. I believe as parents we need to strengthen and build up and encourage our kids. There's too many things out there 
that is pulling them down and people and you know I told Tracy I think today or yesterday you know social media is a good thing but it's also a bad thing because most time on social media you see the good that people post you see the good things they do and you're thinking man how come I can't how come this and how come that and, and you know you look at it and it's good and you're happy for them but then all of a sudden you start feeling well why can't I do this why can't I do that guess what you don't see everything in their life you know you just see that moment or that one thing that one little little thing and so sometimes that's what kids today and some adults they're, they're just that's their social life is that phone or tablet or whatever it is and that's what they see and so as parents we've got to encourage them we've got to strengthen them because if we don't the world's going to if you don't do it there's an enemy out there who's going to pull on their life and going to try to strengthen them in their ways and in, in the ways that they have and so in here in Matthew chapter 7 in verse 9 and 11, Jesus is talking about receiving. And what I'm talking about is receiving from God as he is our provider. How I mean, you know he provides for you? He will provide for our life. And so he's talking about receiving. And in this, I have to have this received. I finally brought him, so... But Jesus says, which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? I know my dad wouldn't give me a snake, would you? If you then, though you're evil, and I like what it says in the message here. It says, instead of saying, though you're evil, it says, as bad as you are. I mean, sometimes we, we, we're, we're not as good as God, I'll tell you, you know. A lot of people might think they are, but we're not as good as God, but we're working on being like him. We're working on, on imitating him. But he says, though you are evil, know how to, good get, to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And so we see in here, God's not going to provide for you stuff that's going to harm you. The rock, you don't want to eat a rock. Chickens eat rocks. And you don't want to handle snakes. You know, some of you might, I don't know, but I don't, the only way I want to see a snake is dead. That's it. You know, I don't get this where people have snakes for pets and they wrap all around them and they're big and I'm thinking, good grief, get that away from me. I don't want to see it. But God doesn't provide for us things that are bad, but he provides good things for us. Just as a parent provides good things for their children, God says, even though you're, you're, you're evil and you do this stuff, just think what I can do for you. Just think what I can give you. Just think what I can provide for you and provide in your life. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, it just says this. His divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. God has given us everything we need. A lot of times in life we think, man, if I just had, if I just had, if I, I've been there. Have you been there? You get down and you think, Get depressed and you think, if I just had this, if I just had that, guess what? If you just had a bigger house, you'd have a bigger house to do what? To clean. <laughs> and a lot of times people in their little house complain because they have to clean. Well, guess what? A bigger house, and Tracy doesn't want a bigger house. I'm not saying this because she wants a bigger house. But, you know, we complain about what we do have, but we want something different. But guess what? God provides for us that that we need. Everything you have need of. God will provide. He will provide that for you. 
As you learn more about him, you will see there is more available from him. As you learn more about him, why? Because he says, if you learn that knowledge of him and who he is, if you learn about, more about him, you'll see that there's more available from him. He has things to give us that we, don't, we can't even think or imagine right now. It's available, but we're not digging in. We need to dig in to him, dig into his word, dig in to what he has because he has great things in store. God's made available all that we need for living this life that we live. Not just in the natural, and not, but in spiritual, spiritual life and natural life. He's given us all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. And you can see that in James chapter 1, verse 17. He just says it in there. He says all things that pertain to life and godliness, he has given us that. Why? Because he wants to provide for us. He wants us to, be, to have strength in our life and not feel weak all the time. How many of you know if, you have, if, if your needs are not met, you feel weak? You feel like just down. You feel like, man, my needs are not met and things are not happening in my life. But when you have your needs met, how many of you know when your bills are paid, does it make you feel like you have strength on the inside of you? It does me. I'm like, yes, I got that done. That's done. And it makes you feel better. You feel like your mind is not on all that. Well, guess what? God doesn't want our mind just being on the mundane things of life all the time because it can pull you down. But he wants us to be built up, encouraged, and strengthened. That's why he says in his word, all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things that pertain to life and godliness, he will place in our hands. But what do we got to do? We got to ask. We got to go to him. We just got to trust him and believe him and know that he'll take care of us. We know this verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. We see in here, and I'm just going through, going through some verses just showing you in the word. It's out, you know, the word says from two or three witnesses that, that the word can be established. And so I'm just showing you in different places. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it says, My God will meet your needs. We see that. My God will meet your needs according to the job you have. That ain't what it says? My God will meet your needs according to the family that you were born into. Mm -mm. My God will meet your needs according to the church that you attend. He will bless you in all that. But he says, that my God will meet your need according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It's because of the Son, Jesus, who lived in this world and died for us. That's how our needs are met. That's how our needs are met. Through him, through Christ. God will make a way where there is no way. And I, like I said, I've seen that so many times in my life. That he's provided. That he's encouraged me. That he's strengthened me. You know, I felt like Elijah sometimes, you want to run. And just hide out by the juniper tree, the broom tree, whatever it was, the broom tree, whatever a broom tree is. But you just want to run and get away because you're like, man, God, I've had it. You know, and, and he was running from a woman. He fought all these prophets of Baal. And then he ran from one woman. They're powerful, ain't they, Shelby? <laughs> They're powerful. But he ran. But sometimes you just want to run. You're just like, God, I've had enough. I just want to run. I just want to get away. But you know what? God's like, I am here. I am here to encourage you. I am here to strengthen you. I am here to help you. I'm here to lift you up. Why? Because he provides that for us. He provides that for us through his son, Jesus. So it's through his glorious son, Jesus, that we have our needs met. In Psalms 84 and verse 11, 
It says, no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. So I believe this. God has good things in store for you. He's a nourisher. He's a provider. He's, a, he's one who wants to come alongside you and help you and take you through whatever you face, whatever you go through. And I know we all face things. We all go through things. But I want to encourage you today. You're not going through it alone. God's right there. He's, he's, I believe this. He's right there waiting for us to just give it to him. Waiting for us to give it to him. To lay it down. The one place the Bible says to cast all your care over on him because he cares for you. He cares for us. He loves us. He loves us. Psalms 34 and 10. It says, those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So guess what? We got to get more knowledge of God. Seek God. Get in his word. It's not just going to fall on us. How many of you know that? Now, sometimes God will place things in your hand, but, but most of the time, we've got to seek God. We've got to go to him. We've got to ask. We've got to, that's what Jesus was talking about, seek, knock, and ask, and you'll receive. And sometimes, we've, most times, we've got to ask. We've got to ask him for what we have need of in our life. But guess what? When we ask, he's right there. He's right there. You know, any time now, I mean, in my life, you know, growing up, of course, I, wouldn't, I, I probably wouldn't have asked my dad a lot of things because me and him were so much alike, we didn't get along too good. <laughs> but now, we get along great. Guess what? I found out after I was about 23, he was smarter than I was. I don't know how that works. But I found that out. I was like, wow, my dad does know stuff. You know, he does know. And so, I mean, now I could ask him anything. And if he has it available... I know this, that he'd provide it for me. Just like God the Father, he has all things available, and he'll provide for us in our lives. He'll provide for us. And so those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. God desires to get, get it into your hands, what, what you have need of, because he's a provider. He's that nourisher. He's that one that wants to encourage you. He's that one that wants to strengthen you into your life. The second one, the first one's nourisher. The second one is a protector. Protector just means this, defender, guardian, keeper, watchdog. I like that last one. God is a watchdog. What's he do? He watches over us at all times. He watches over us. We've got a little black watchdog at home, and usually you pull up in the yard. Even if it's us, sometimes he hesitates, but he thinks it's somebody else. But he's a good watchdog. You know, he'll let you know. If somebody's there. But God watches over us. He watches over us. Why? To protect us. To protect our life. I know in my life there's many times I've seen things that God has protected me from. And, and there's a lot of things we have no idea. Something that was going to happen but didn't happen because God stepped in before it happened. He stepped in. He protected. He took care of us. And there's a lot of times in my life I know when, when I was building my garage. And um, you know I was up 16 foot on a ladder. And next thing I know, I was on the ground trying to crawl and get, a, get up. I couldn't stand up. But guess what? I believe this. God protected me, and I had no broken bones. So I always tell Tracy now, if, you know, if I say something wrong, I do something wrong, I act a little weird, then it's because I busted my head on, on the back of my garage. So I have an excuse, you know. I have an excuse. But God protects us. He protects us. He watches over us. He's our defender. He's our guardian. 
In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3, Paul is requesting prayer for the, from the Thessalonian church that he'd be delivered from, from wicked and evil men. Because he was saying in here that not everybody has faith or not everyone's Christians. How many know there's, there's evil people out there? There's evil people in this world. There's evil people out there in the world. But he says this in, in 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. It says, but the Lord is faithful. That doesn't mean he, he will just maybe do it. That doesn't mean he sits around and thinks about it. But God is faithful. We, we serve a faithful God. He is faithful. And he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. And that's what he's saying in here. I guess I could turn to it. I wrote it down. Okay. You already have it. So in, in the message it says, the master never lets us down. He will stick by you and protect you from evil. He will stick by you. He'll protect you from evil. I know one, one time when we were youth pastoring that uh, we were in Springfield and, and we stayed on a not very good side of town and it was cheap and when you got, I don't know how many youth we had, probably 25 driving, riding in a 15 passenger van probably. But no, I think we, we had another helper there. She was, she was uh, new in the things of God and she was helping us in the youth and, and she had four kids in the youth anyway so she was helping us go place to place and we were at a motel, and we were getting ready to go to a youth convention and take the kids. And um, I saw God's protection that, that morning because there was a man who, who walked up to us. And kids were getting in the van, was getting ready to leave, and he walked up there, and he said, take me somewhere down here. He's like, I, I need you to take me down. And I was thinking, right here, I was like, no, I am not taking you nowhere. So I turned around, and I told him, I said, I can't take you anywhere. I said, I got all these kids. And I said, we're getting ready to go to youth convention, and there's no room. And he had a big stick in his hand, and I was thinking, what's that? What's that for? Well, I, he told me, he said, he mumbled off something. And then inside, I felt, I mean, you, you just, I knew this guy's possessed. And I could feel it, and I could tell. And he, he finally, he started to raise that stick. And he said, he told me, he said, I could tell you, he mumbled something I couldn't understand, and he said, I could tell you all the sins you've ever committed. And I just turned around and looked at him, and I said, I said, you can't tell me nothing. And he, and that was God because I was shaking, <laughs> you know. But God was protecting me. And so I just turned around, and I told him, I said, you just get on down the road. We ain't got, we ain't got time. And so I turned around, and I was talking to this, this lady that was helping us in youth, she was already in her vehicle getting ready to go, and she was asking questions about how to get there, and I told her, just follow me. And, and so I just I looked at her, and she, her eyes got bigger and bigger, and I thought, what is going on? And I never turned around to see what he was doing, and she told me later, she was very shaken. She said, I've never seen that like this. She said, that guy had that stick up in the air, and he was getting ready to swing it and hit you with it. And so I, I turned around and looked for him. He was gone like that. I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm glad he's gone. Then I was like, whoo. Uh, but I've seen God's protection in my life. I've seen God's protection over those kids because I know this. If he had got in there, we probably couldn't have got rid of him. But God protects us. He protects us. In Psalms 121, verse 1 through 8. I'm watching the time, so 
Psalm 121, verse 1 through 8, it says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He watches over you. He who watches over you will not slumber. I'm glad God doesn't sleep. When you're asleep, he doesn't sleep. He's still watching over you. Indeed, he, he who watches over Israel will, ne- neither sleep nor, will neither slumber nor sleep. See, it's that fall I had, you know. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over, over your coming and going both now and forevermore. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. That as we go, God watches over us. As we come to church, God watches us. As we go home, God watches us. As we're sleeping, God watches us. He's that watchdog. He's there protecting, taking care of us in our life. Taking care of us. We might go through some things in life, but guess, guess what? God is there to protect. He's there to protect. He's there to help us. The third one, real quick, he's an upholder. This just means he, he, he's support to us. He's a foundation. He keeps us from sinking. He sustains us. In other words, he carries us. He stands by us. He's someone who'll have your back. You might have grew up, and you, you know, might not have had a dad who had your back. Guess what? God has your back. My dad had my back. I, you know, I, we, uh, when McKenna and Nathan broke down in Kentucky, um, it's like, man, I was going to go get them, figure out what was going on. And I was kind of a little shook about going, thinking, you know, going all that way and doing all this and not sure knowing. It's the not knowing sometimes. You don't know what's happening, what's going on with the car, what, what are they doing, where are they at, are they safe? You know, that's the dad in you, in me. I was just like, where are they at, what are they doing, are they safe? You know, I wish Nathan would have just put his phone on live and I could have watched every move they made because I wanted to see them. You know, where are you at? Are you okay? Are you safe? Well, we was trying to figure out how to go and get down there, whatever. And just, just saying this, that somebody has your back, somebody's there. Well, finally my mom called because we was calling them, told them we was going to have to go, whatever. And, and me and Jaden was going to run down there and go. And uh, my dad said he'd go. And I was just like, Phew. guess what? I felt it wasn't a week. It was strength. I was like, yes. Because I know this, that, that wherever I go, whatever I do, if my dad can protect me, he will. He's there. Just like I am with my kids, I'd be there. I'll protect you, whatever, whatever it takes. Guess what? God's that way. He's an upholder. He's an uplifter. He wants to help us. He wants to help us. In um, Psalms 37, 23, and 24, um, I'm not going to read turn there, but it says, though we stumble, though we make mistakes in life, guess what? God holds us up. Though you stumble, God holds you up. Though you trip, God holds you up. Psalms 18 and 18, um, he's talking in here. He just says, I was going through something because the enemies was coming against me. I was going through something, but the Lord was my support in it. So if you're going through things today, guess what? God is your support. God can support you. God can help you. He can be there to help lift you up. He can be there to encourage you, to encourage you and help you. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. He always has a watchful eye on you. He's there to comfort. He's there to take care of you. He's there to help you. 
And I know you, you probably know all this stuff, and that's okay, but this is just a reminder. I mean, you know, sometimes you just need a reminder. You just need a reminder that God is a good God. God is a good Father, that God is there to help me, that God is my nourisher, that God is my protector, that God is the one that will hold me up. He's my upholder. He'll hold me up. He'll help me. We know this in, in Psalm um, 69, 14, he, he it says, rescue me from the mire. Do not let me sink. Rescue me. You know, sometimes you ever get in that position, it's like, God, rescue me. You know, I got myself in this position. But God, will you help me get out? And you know what he does? He doesn't say, oh, you got yourself there. Sorry. No. He says, give me your hand. Give me your hand, and I'll help you out. Give me your hand, and I'll lift you out. I'll lift you out. That's the father that we serve. That's the father that we serve. If you're here this morning and you don't serve that father, man, I encourage you to serve him, to serve him because he is so good to us. He is a good, good father, and he will help you in every day-to-day life, at work, wherever you're at. He, he helps you. He's there to strengthen. He's there to, to help you and to lift you up and to encourage you.